Hello and welcome to my podcast. Um, to begin with, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Victoria. I am 19 going on 20 this year and I am a second year journalism student in DCU. Now, writing has always been my passion, but it was only when I went to college that I realised that I want to create content and I want to create very good content. And after doing my first radio module, I fell in love with the concept. Now, I'm originally from Poland, hence why my English isn't by any means perfect. But in 2021, we don't care. 2021 is the year we are getting up off our asses and doing things. A little bit about the podcast. So the name is Generation Z Talks. Generation Z in itself is the demographic cohort succeeding millennials. It is the newest generation born between 1997 and 2015. But the more I thought about it, the quicker I realised it is simply a name. My podcast will be focusing on issues and topics surrounding lifestyle. However, at some point, I do want to create an Agony Aunt section where I would encourage my audience to send in their questions so that I can discuss them here. But to be honest, you can expect me to talk about anything and everything. Like, I am literally interested in everything. So whatever you want to hear, I send me your ideas. I definitely will take them into consideration, you know. The idea of Generation Z Talks comes from the conclusion that we have been through enormous changes in our young adult lives, really. I mean, coronavirus, uh, but, you know, we are the future. And I believe that by giving us a name, we allow ourselves to be heard. In this podcast, we are finding our voices. Now, today's topic, I would like to start off with anxiety. For starters, why do I actually want to talk about anxiety? Like, why am I picking this as my first topic? Why why anxiety, Victoria? Why? We all know that it's a very topical issue at the moment, especially in the times that we are right now. I mean, it's a lot more common now, but it's a lot more common in general than people realise. It's, it's so common. I mean... There are statistics that say one in five people, one in ten, you know, it's 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 so common. But of course, barely anyone ever talks about it. Um, and I think that it's important to talk about it because if it's so common, then why the hell are we not talking about it? Why the hell are we not talking about ways to like help the enormous amount of people that are struggling with this every single day? Now, personally, I've, I've dealt with it my entire life, so... It, you know, and I've learned some very important lessons along the way. Um, and I kind of know now that I can't be the only one with anxiety. So it kind of makes sense to talk about it. Yeah, so I just, I feel like it's a, it's a topic that needs a lot more recognition. It needs a lot more education around it. There's not a lot that we learn in school about what anxiety is, how common it is, what we can do to help ourselves if we find ourselves in a situation where we are struggling with it it's starting to interfere with our daily life so I I do think it's a very important topic and I'll just start off with my experience with anxiety I feel like it, it could just give you an idea of where I'm coming from so I've had it since I was a child now I've been struggling with anxiety since I uh, since I was a child but for me it kind of started off with OCD when I was younger and then over the years it spiraled into very severe anxiety so when I was younger I just um I kind of knew something wasn't wasn't right I knew something was up because I just like my for anyone who doesn't know OCD is a mental disorder that 
kind of the best way that I can explain it is it makes you think about these intrusive thoughts that make no sense to you but yet for some reason your thoughts control your actions and there's no way you can ignore the thoughts like when I was younger for example we used to live in this house and I had to have everything the way I wanted in my room I had to have cables in the right places I had to you know have everything in its right place before I even went to sleep Um, my OCD also uh, was very number based so I would get I would like for example a big one a big OCD thing of mine is I would um, check the light switch four four times times two so eight times if I didn't do it eight times I wouldn't be able to go to sleep I would literally think that my something would happen to my family if I didn't touch the light switch four times that's the best way that I can explain OCD to you is obsessive compulsive thoughts that you just cannot get rid of no matter how hard you try I've tried for years I mean and I didn't even really understand it when I was younger I mean no one ever told me what it was and I didn't even know such thing existed I just knew that there that I was doing these things when I didn't need to and that it was scary and I think it became a problem when I started to realize it was interfering with my daily life on the all day every day I was doing these tests as my mom used to call them they were I used to call them tests now I didn't know they were obsessive compulsive um things I just knew they were my tests testing that everything is safe that I am able to go to sleep and that no one's is, no one is going to die in my family I mean it, it was horrible it, I you know I used to spend nearly an hour every night doing my little tests every night before bed because I wouldn't be able to sleep otherwise or like when I was younger I'd have to like check under the bed 20 times to be exact to see if there's a monster underneath you know it just highlights how young I was and how stupid those thoughts were but yet even at that young age it was still a problem I still kind of knew that it it wasn't normal um and then afterwards you know I kind of just went on with it I sure I mean what can you do really um it kind of kind of changed it, it did spiral into anxiety but I think my first experience with anxiety was social anxiety when I was ah I'd say around late primary school years I mean I used to be terrified I used to be terrified of people I used to be terrified of speaking to people I was terrified of even looking at people sometimes or I don't know I just I always I always knew that it wasn't well no that's that's a lie I didn't know that it was normal I I thought that it's normal to feel that everyone hates you 24 7 I used to um for example I don't know I just I used to always think that everyone hated me even though I'm sure no one actually hated me but it was that thought and that fear of people hating me was what stopped me from coming up to people and making friends or whatever so that was a big thing I mean you know and then I went into secondary school of course and you know that was like 10 times the amount of people that there was in primary school so it was scary and I mean social anxiety is so common it's I'd say just as common as normal the generalized anxiety disorder it's it's and it, it it's a pain because you feel like you're being watched 24 7 everyone is watching your every move and there is no way out they are definitely going to judge the way you walk down the stairs you know like it's that sort of thing and I mean that was only the beginning of it I thought that was bad but then 
I think when I was in about second year of uh, of secondary school, I my anxiety was at its all time high. I mean, I I was you know I I was a nervous wreck, and you know make that mixed with my social anxiety, it was I think. I think it was second year, could have been third year, could have been first year, not sure, but I'm pretty sure it was second year. Um, I, there was a situation that I remember to this day and it basically was like a moment of realisation for me. It was a moment of like, what the hell, like I understand this now. So basically what happened was I was afraid to throw out an apple core in the middle of class because I was afraid that people were going to look at me when I stood up and threw my apple core away. And then, so that happened, and then I went home that day, and I just said to myself, which normal person is afraid to get up in the middle of class to throw something into the bin? And then I realised that it is not normal. And after that moment of realisation, it just, I just kept, started to realise more and more things. I started to realise that people aren't so afraid, and that it's not normal to feel absolutely petrified of the littlest normalest things that other people do without even thinking twice about it you know and it, it it was just horrible it was it was the first time that I ever actually kind of I I guess thought that I was different and that I wasn't like everyone else and that's when the kind of helplessness came in because I didn't know how to like help myself like I didn't know where to go or who to go to I mean I didn't know whether it was ever going to go away, whether it was going to get worse, I just didn't have the information or about it. I didn't have, you know, the proper the proper education on it. So it was just it was just a couple of years of just living in absolute, you know, fear and just the unknown really because you didn't know what was going to happen next. I was just, you know, I just went on with my life, kind of hoped it would go away, but it really did restrict how I lived my school life and I I was afraid of my own shadow for most of my life so that that wasn't nice and now that it makes me emotional thinking about it now that I went so long without asking for help and without learning about it now what happened was afterwards I I went and did some research myself so I kind of began to you know began to learn a little bit more about it but still at that age I didn't think anything of it then when I moved on to fifth and sixth year now that was my anxiety was living in those two years like I mean it was thriving I was it was horrible I just I remember waking up every single morning tired from it you know because it's it's a fly fight or flight response it's anxiety is a flight or fight response it is constantly living in fear constantly keeping your guard up you know it's 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 and it it just it makes you feel so shit about yourself so so shit and fifth and sixth year I was you know I was very focused on getting my grades I was you know it it was horrible I was you know I was in school every day and I was happy out but then I'd go home and just cry myself to sleep because I just didn't know how to help myself I just didn't have an idea of how this could get better or you know is it going to get worse um, is this always going to be like this am I going to be like this in college you know it was all these different questions but um there's one story I do remember and I feel like it would be very uh good to share so it was around sixth year that um I I was doing my German oral and um 
I was so anxious that day and I mean I was so anxious that week I was I was so anxious that entire month I mean orals month horrible I was I was up to the roof with anxiety but um I was just you know it was like about 10 minutes before I had to go in and then I was just you know I was in the bathroom with the girls we were trying to prepare we were just you know doing our last minute like readings and stuff like that and then all of a sudden I just I looked at the page and the letters started like um flowing down the page they started to go blurry I started blacking out I mean then I went into my German oral and I was like what the hell did just happen like do you know what I mean I didn't I was so scared because first of all I couldn't see second of all I didn't know how long it was going to last and third of all I was afraid that I wouldn't be in a state to go in and do my German oral and I was right I mean I kind of I I did didn't do great in my German oral I feel like I would have done better if I had the right tools to like you know help with my anxiety and stuff like that but um yeah uh, it w- it was horrible and it, it for my second oral I decided to get you know the, the sprays that you can get the calming sprays oh what are they called they're like they're in like a yellow bottle oh I can't even remember the name now but I, I got one of those and like I mean I see they only say you're supposed to like do two pumps on your tongue brace to do like six or seven you know thinking it was great it helped a little bit but in the long run I mean you really don't want to be like drinking that or anything like that you don't want to be using it every single day it just wasn't enough it just wasn't enough for how bad my anxiety was and then of course uh it was in sixth year I started to experience um my first panic attacks now I, I remember my first panic attack happened over a fight with a friend it was it was over something completely stupid it was ridiculous it was you know it was it, it was irrelevant I don't even remember what the fight was about now but I remember l- walking into the hallway and one of my other friends was with me and he was just looking at me and I just I remember I looked at the stairs the stairs started going blurry then I wasn't able to see properly I started control uncontrollably shaken uncontrollably I mean I was like a chihuahua I was shaking my chest was starting to cave in it literally does feel like you're having a heart attack like I mean that's how people best explain it is how you feel like you're having a heart attack you feel like you're dying that's exactly how it feels you feel like you can't breathe you you know you're going to collapse any minute and then you start to even worry even more when that happens because you start thinking well who's going to help me what what's going to happen am I going to fall and hit my head you know and once you get into that state of mind where you start worrying about the situation that you're in that's when it gets worse so I mean I was you know I didn't collapse didn't faint thankfully but um my friend was able to calm me down a little bit and I finally snapped out of it but it lasted about five eight minutes I mean it was pretty long for an experience that is so scary it it lasts a while you know and you kind of have to like snap yourself out of it and it's very hard it's you know the entire day after that I was just I was a nervous wreck I was you know I was crying I was tired it really makes you really tired I feel like panic attacks you just you're so dead afterwards you just literally don't even want to like talk or see anyone you just want to go to bed and just sleep that's how tiring it is it tires out your body but um that one my first one wasn't so bad it was my second panic attack that I it kind of changed my perception of anxiety and it kind of helped me realize how bad it actually was I didn't think it was bad until 
night of my Debs, we were all having fun, everything was perfect. And then again, over something completely stupid and irrelevant, it was like a light switch went on in my head and I just, I ran out of the place. I tried to, like, at our Debs, we had, um, our smoking area was, you had to like walk up a flight of stairs and then you get to the smoking area. So my first train of thought was, okay, I'm going to run up there, get some fresh air, you know, maybe it's not going to be bad. I didn't make it to the stairs, unfortunately, because by the time I got to the stairs, my legs started to go wobbly and I realized that if I even attempt, so much as attempt to walk up those stairs, I will flatten myself. So I just kind of ran to the corner and I mean, there was people around me, they were, you know, trying to help, trying to, you know, make it better. But when you're a person standing beside someone who is having a major panic attack and you don't know how to deal with that it can be very hard and it can be very frustrating and it can be very be very frustrating for that person because if you don't know what to do to calm that person down you're just kind of sitting there watching them struggle you know so you know and then thankfully my best friend who knows a thing or two about panic attacks was walking up the stairs so she seen me standing in the corner and she took one glance at me and she was like oh yeah she's 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 really in it so she came down and the first thing she did was she started shouting random uh fruit names at me she was like victoria look at me bananas oranges peaches uh watermelon and she just started naming out these random like fruits but that's exactly how you should do it you the like the art the like idea here is that you take that person's mind off that's the situation you're in and just focusing on something it could be anything I mean she just picked fruits because it was probably the easiest thing to start naming out and shouting at me but it could be anything the most important part is that you try to take their attention away from what's happening to their body and what's happening to their mind and like reverse that energy onto something else and it was only that and I mean this one lasted about 10 minutes like full-on 10 minutes my chest was I, I I was afraid like I w- they were gonna have to call an ambulance or something because my chest literally felt like there was someone stomping on it so it, it was very scary I I couldn't get over the fact like it, th- on that panic attack the scariest part was they're gonna have to call an ambulance at the Debs for me like a fucking retard so I was I was very I it was scary and it, it thankfully my best friend was there to calm me down but even afterwards it was my whole night was ruined you know you just you you, you think you're going to be fine I thought I was going to be fine but as I said your chest for the next day or two is, gets very tight so it's a very uncomfortable feeling but as well as that you feel very tired and worn out and of course I drank afterwards which is a very big no-no just a disclaimer if you ever have a panic attack do not drink any alcohol afterwards because it's gonna go through you like you're gonna soak it up like paper like I mean I, I drank one drink and I was like severely drunk afterwards just because my body was in a very fragile state and adding alcohol to it it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't smart don't do it just relax make yourself tea do not go drinking after a panic attack okay but saying that that ruined my entire night you know and I mean I was waiting for the Debs ever since I learned that we even have a Debs there is such a thing as Debs in Ireland I was so excited I you know had everything planned out but I just couldn't you just can't plan these things and even though it was over something stupid it's still to this day I still regret it I still wish it didn't happen but it did and I think I think it was 
afterwards when it ruined a night that meant so much to me that I realized no okay we gotta do something about this you know and as well as that around that time around exam times and stuff like that and I was starting to get um sleep paralysis which is also a common uh, side effect of having anxiety you now for anyone that doesn't know who sleep paralysis is it's basically like you wake up but you feel like you're still dreaming yet you're awake it's it's really weird but basically now I didn't have mine as severe as some other people did but it was still there I still woke up one night couldn't move my body but yeah I was awake you know so you feel like your body's still asleep but your mind's awake but yeah some people can get hallucinations some people can see things some people can feel things some people can see random monsters sitting at the end of their beds like it is scary and I mean as I said mine wasn't as bad but you know, I knew that if I didn't do something about it, it was going to get worse. And I was going to wake up one night with a random fucking monster sitting at the end of my bed. I didn't want that. It scared the shit out of me. So I just, after that, I just, um, I just, I, I started my journey to making myself better. So Victoria, how do I know I have anxiety is what you might want to ask me how do we know do I know that this is anxiety and this is not just stress how do I know that it's it's serious enough to start looking for help well I'll tell you now it's not simple and it's definitely a journey it took me nearly two years to muster up the courage to you know try and reach out for help but it's definitely you're you know it's um most of my journey was my own speculation it was a self-diagnosis and it often made me feel really bad because I felt like you know I'm, I'm I think I have this thing called anxiety but I don't really know a doctor hasn't really said it that I do yet um, am I just making this up is this all in my head am I you know am I am I being too overdramatic am I just should I just shut up and get on with my life I felt like I didn't deserve to put a name on it really and I feel like a lot of people feel like that and I just thought it was on my head it was really self-sabotage but you know it was and that aspect in itself was very hard it was very hard to you know allow myself to to believe and to think that it is a problem and that I do deserve to get help so I think it was um it was at the beginning of college when obviously my anxiety was really really bad I mean it was it was it was really bad but it was just it was ruining my college experience I didn't want to feel like that I wanted to like enjoy myself and you know not feel like like I can't talk to people do you know what I mean like my social anxiety was still there and it still is to this day but so I kind of I think it was a mixture of college and just being fed up in general I decided okay I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go to the doctor see what the story is see what my um, options are and I went to the doctor he wasn't he wasn't too like he was understanding obviously he didn't say oh no you don't have anxiety just shut the hell up he but it was it was very like oh you have anxiety okay well I'm gonna prescribe you these pills and you can take them and yeah see how you get on so I I left there and at that point I didn't even tell my parents that I went because I was so ashamed I didn't tell anyone I just went on my own and then I took like one or two of the pills but then when I finally did tell my mom that I went to the doctor and I got this medication she did her own little medical research on them my mom loves that sort of stuff she's mad into medicine and stuff like that and especially in medication so she did her own little research and she found out that the medication was for people over the age of 60 so I it was very I, I shouldn't even been taken 
the medication to be honest with you and I think I just because I went to the doctor and it was the first thing that he told me he could give me I just kind of went on with it I thought that was the only option but the more I talked with my mom the more I realized that once you start taking medication especially medication for anxiety or depression or any mental disorders it's very hard to get off them and that aspect of it scared me a little bit I didn't want to be taking pills for the rest of my life I kind of felt that for me personally it was better to like seek out other options and then if those failed then take medication I'm not saying there's anything wrong with medication there's absolutely no nothing wrong with them if you know if that's what works for you then what's that's what works for you if that makes your life easier then you go and take the medication do you know what I mean but for me I just wanted to try something else and I'm still trying other other options and maybe in the future if it's still bad in a couple of years I will get medication you know so it's 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 honestly it depends on your situation so afterwards I went finally went to see a therapist the actual process of getting a therapist especially for free in Ireland is long it's annoying and it it, it takes ages you've you know if to oh call all these people and do all these things of course you can get private therapy you I'd say in Mullingar it's like around 30 or 40 quid I think per session which was like way out of my financial financial uh, range like I, I wasn't going to be able to pay for that ever neither would be my parents every week splurging 30 euro when I wasn't even you know earning proper money yet so I kind of like you can do that of course and it's it's great if you can afford it then definitely but there are other options especially on the HSE side of things so if you want you can look into that if you want PM me I'll, I'll tell you exactly how I did it how I got myself a therapist but I got myself a therapist anyways and she of course uh, took a test with me and it turned out I had very severe anxiety and depression but it's a different topic altogether well, we're just focusing on anxiety here so I had very severe anxiety and even though my entire life my entire journey with this I was you know I was waiting for the moment someone would tell me that I was right that it, I wasn't just making this up it changed nothing for me really that diagnosis it changed absolutely nothing it just I, I was just able to like you know feel a bit better about myself that it, it is what it is but it didn't change anything I mean it was still the same you know how do you know if you have anxiety I mean what are the actual symptoms of anxiety well the actual mental side of the symptoms would be racing thoughts uncontrollable overthinking feeling of dread feeling irritable problems with sleep so I experienced all of them I was racing thoughts the worst thing that can happen to you literally feel like your head's about to explode you're that covered your your brain is just covered and mushed up and just very unpleasant thoughts and then the feeling of dread just waking up every morning knowing that you're just gonna feel the same shitty way that you did the day before you know and over and over again it, it does it does become dreadful then feeling irritable I mean oh, when I when I'm having a bad week with anxiety don't come near me like I will snap I will snap your head off I will you know I will literally scream at you like it because it's and it's only because I feel so shit in myself and I you know you kind of take that out on others you shouldn't but it's what happens it it does start to interfere with your life you know problems with sleep that that was me all the way I think more so recently if I have anxiety I can't sleep it used to be that much of a problem but that's the thing your your symptoms can change over time and you just kind of have to figure it out but then the physical side which I feel like a lot of people don't understand there's physical sides to anxiety you literally can see it and feel it in your body if you know what you're looking for for example sweating big one 
a heavy breathing, shaking, extreme tiredness, dizziness, stomach aches and sickness and chest pains as well. Okay, so basically I I really want to talk about this. Stomach aches and sickness is was like the biggest it was what like tipped me from just thinking I have anxiety to knowing I have anxiety when I started like noticing these um physical uh, symptoms but for me stomach aches and sickness very bad and dizziness as well extreme tiredness but I think the worst one for me is the chest pains I used to well I still do I still get them uh chest pain it's like it's like right underneath your heart it's like right underneath your ribcage it feels like you just have this shooting pain it feels like someone's stabbing you it's like a stabbing pain and it just it, it can happen usually it only happens after a stressful situation so let's say I was really stressed in school one day I would only really get a chest pain after the stress was I was done and dusted with the stress you know after the stress was gone it only then would I feel the effects of it on my body later that day so you know and they used to be they 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 petrified me my mom brought me to a doctor because of it like a heart person doctor thingy she brought me to a doctor over it because we thought there was something wrong with my, with my heart but my heart was absolutely fine it was just a stress you know and it, oh it's just horrible the best thing I can the best piece of advice I can give you if you do suffer from bad chest pains breathe and breathe really really deeply and really really slowly it's the, it, it will hurt at first it will hurt a lot your first time but it once you breathe through the pain it kind of it kind of gets better after a while but yeah it's horrible I feel bad for anyone that goes through that but um I think the the biggest thing about knowing whether you you have a problem or you don't is just trust your gut just trust your gut you know yourself better than anyone else you know when something is interfering with your daily life you know it's having an effect on how you're living your life no one can tell you this not even a therapist you need to just trust your gut and just know that there is help out there and you know it's uh yeah that there's help out there now my anxiety nowadays is a lot more it's I'll get to that in in a while but another thing that would happen to me that was like an earlier like a recent kind of anxiety thing is morning sickness I would it's a big part of it but it's I think it's one of the most annoying symptoms of anxiety is I wake up in the morning go downstairs you know I have to I have like 20 minutes to make myself breakfast before I have to run out the door and then the minute I see food I just gag I just cannot can't even I can't even smell it sometimes if the anxiety if I'm having a really really bad day even the slightest smell of food will make me gag let alone trying to put it in my mouth and eat it like I just can't and it I would just just I would just wouldn't eat in the mornings because I couldn't and then I'd go the entire day with not eating anything because I by the time I got to another like lunch or dinner I'd be so anxious and so hungry that even trying to eat more food would get even worse and I'd gag even oh it's horrible it it was it was it's probably one of the worst symptoms that I got that I have because it's you're literally starting off your morning on a bad note you know you you get annoyed at your and I I get so annoyed at myself because like why can't you just eat this stupid breakfast why do you have to like gag like there's nothing wrong with you like you're fine you're not getting sick or anything you just but I'm so frustrating but you can't do anything about it you know obviously then COVID hit um and it, it was it was very difficult at first I mean when 
COVID actually started, we were moving houses. We all of a sudden got told that we have like six months to move out and that our landlord was selling the place. So it was, we had like two months of just my whole entire house was like riddled with stress. We were just up the roof. We didn't know what, where, what we were going to do or where we were going to live, but found a place anyways in the end. So we moved in the middle of the lockdown. We moved houses. And then after that, I mean, I was I was housebound for like the first four months of it, I think. I, I was out of work, so I was just sitting at home and um, I nearly got rid of it. I nearly got rid of my anxiety and it was purely because I was forced to relax. There was no, there was no like, oh, maybe you can like give yourself a self-care day or something. No, it was, you, you're giving yourself a self-care day. You're, you're, you're relaxing. You've nothing to worry about. You're literally sitting at home all day. And do you know what? It was, I think the best medicine for my anxiety was just being forced to relax because I always knew that I, I needed this to do something about it and that I needed to take out more time for myself. But there was never really any time to do that. So when the time came with COVID and we were forced to sit at home, it, it really helped me a lot. But um, I think my last bit of uh, my last section, I just wanted to talk about my light bulb moment. Um, that I it's something that I discovered with the help of my therapist over lockdown. Um, that really really changed. It was a game changer for me. It's um, would you believe it? Exercise. I mean, literally exercise, just just moving your body is the best thing you can do to get all the energy out, get all the anxiety out, get your, you know, anger, everything, just get it out of you and just, you know, you feel so much better afterwards. I used to work out to lose weight as I'd say 90% of the population would. And it used to be such an unpleasant experience for me because I knew I had to do, I had to lose the weight, I had to, you know do this many push-ups and this many that or whatever and it was I used to never really enjoy it but then when I was talking to my therapist she was like oh well did you when you weren't anxious or you had your good good months or whatever were you working out and I said yeah she's like are you working out anymore no I don't have time to work out miss I you know I college work you know (laughs) you know yourself and she was like can you please promise me that you're gonna go home and work out for this week and then come back to me and tell me what you think now I didn't actually get a chance to go back to her and tell her what I found because Covid hit and you know we couldn't meet up or whatever but I kid you not it literally that mixed with lockdown and having to sit at home and you know get time to sit out in the sun and stuff like that it's um it it really 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 helped I I mean the way I do it now is I I give myself 30 minutes every day or whatever day I want and I just don't really stick to a strict routine I just do a few push-ups a few you know um squats or whatever whatever I feel like to be honest but it's just that I'm moving for 30 minutes and I'm you know getting my pulse up getting the blood flowing and it just you feel so amazing afterwards you know you, the release of serotonin everyone will tell you that after working out you your body releases a shit ton of serotonin so you feel great but that serotonin is what helps you combat the anxiety as well so it's great Um, it's amazing for the body and the mind you know um and then I think another light bulb moment for me was communication definitely it's kind of learning how to have the approach of I have anxiety and deal with it kind of kind of attitude you kind of have to be like ruthless you kind of 
I like the more I started telling people around me that were around me about it the better it got because they finally understood what was wrong with me they it was it wasn't the case of you know like um oh it's something wrong with her she's just pissed off or stressed it was an actual thing that was wrong with me and I feel like um it was great the, the more you tell people the more they realize and the more you the bigger of a chance you have of actually getting the proper help you need is communication and communicating to your partners, your parents, your friends, how you're feeling and explaining what your symptoms of anxiety are and why you're anxious as well. It's a big one. Why you get anxious and what makes you anxious. It can then help them to kind of combat that with you so you're not on your own. You know what I mean? Um, And then another thing I started doing as well was meditation. Now I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, right? I didn't think it was going to be my cup of tea either, meditation. But um, I kind of went in, like my therapist also suggested that as well. And I kind of went into it with an open mind. I had loads of time over lockdown as well to kind of get into it properly. And I still to this day haven't gotten into it like fully. I'll just do it and I'll just sit down for 10 minutes and just breathe and then I'll, you know, whenever I feel like it's it's getting a bit too much. But it's definitely something I'd look into if you are struggling with anxiety and you, you don't want to go down the medication route. I definitely, definitely get into it. There's so many YouTube videos you can watch um, that can guide you through a 10 minute meditation. There's different types of meditations you can do. Um, yeah, but it's brilliant. It's kind of the idea of breathing. <laughs> that meditation does and now I know it's kind of, I don't want to be explaining breathing to y'all but it just helps it helps just if you're anxious just take a deep breath and then tell me how you feel do you feel a little bit a little bit better because I always fucking do whenever that happens so it's the it's the breathing part of it and actually when I was in secondary school my uh English teacher who's also a guidance counselor told me that um, when she was younger obviously she started smoking cigarettes and stuff like that but it was only when she was older and she went into guidance counselling and stuff like that she realised that the only reason she enjoyed the cigarettes so much and you know it became such a big huge part of her life was because she it was the breathing aspect of it you know the inhaling in keeping it in and then exhaling out now I know she's inhaling and exhaling smoking I'm not saying start smoking if you have anxiety do absolutely do not do that that's going to make it even worse what I'm saying is it's the idea of breathing breathing in breathing out is what calms you down so if you now when I find myself in situations where I feel like it's getting a little bit out of control and I'm you know going crazy here with anxiety I just try to breathe try to have a little meditation in the evenings even or if I can't fall asleep or something like that it's, it's brilliant for things like that you know um but I think the the biggest part of, you know, dealing with anxiety is acknowledgement. It's taking the mystery and fear out of it and kind of reminding yourself that it's only anxiety. It's, you know, you've, self-reassurance is such a big part of it. You just keep having to tell yourself that, you know, it is what it is. I can't really change it, but I can make it better. And it, it is only anxiety. It's irrelevant. It's the fear is not real. You know, it's... I can do this so definitely acknowledgement definitely self-care but I think the biggest one was exercise so yeah and with that I um would like to thank you very much for listening um I'd love if you could share or even like the episodes or just do something so that people can see them and oh just thank you so much if you've gotten this far I really appreciate it um you've all been so amazing and so supportive um big shout out to Lauren Gott who uh made my logo for me 
which is absolutely amazing thank you so much lauren um shout out to my auntie who did my intro music um and yeah shout out to uh the first lockdown which gave me um gave me the the strength to do this but i know i'm joking i like i i think it's a big topic and it's a very heavy topic it's a very taboo topic not a lot of people like to talk about this topic but do you know what we're generation z so we're gonna talk about anything and everything and just hope for the best because if only one person gets something out of this entire episode i'll be happy you know i'll be happy to help even one person just even with the slightest little thing even if it's just changing the way they work out I'll be happy and I'll feel like I've you know done what I needed to do so but yeah thank you so much um and I will try and I will try my best to post um every week hopefully maybe get up if it goes well maybe two times a week I don't know yet I just depends on what I'm like with college and stuff like that but definitely once a week is my aim it's probably around the same time but I'll keep you updated on my social media anyways so yeah thank you so much guys um and uh I'll see you soon (laughs) 